month left in the high school football season. I am Zach D, and this is Chris Boyle. Hard to believe, but it is October, and it's almost the second week of October. And then with that comes the playoffs and playoff points, and that's what we got today. Yes. Right hot off the presses, we're filming this on a Tuesday. For some reason, I don't know why, because Chris doesn't want to come in the office this week. Anyway, we just got the playoff point standings about two hours ago. You were back there with your calculator and uh, my abacus yeah you were so so what'd you find out do we so, know who's, do we know who's in well the big winners right now I, I would say spruce creek i think it was definitely the team that caught my eye that they're maybe you we shouldn't have picked against them last week right yeah so they have a point a 635 rpi which right now they would have the second wild card in region 188 cool. that definitely caught me off guard considering they're lost to deland uh deland would be outside the playoff uh bubble as it stands right now that of course is very Apt to fluctuate. Flagler Palm Coast, definitely another team. It was a winner. They've had the sixth, I think they're the 16th or 17th overall uh, in RPI in the entire state. So wow. they, they had a really good number at seven. Smart scheduling, yeah. So they've got uh, with six wins. If they keep it up, you know, as long as they don't kind of collapse here in the last month, they'll be they should be in good position to make the playoffs for a third consecutive season. Atlantic, another winner uh, at six twenty seven. They're currently the number two wild card in five a three, so a, a big result for them as well. Even though the forty one nothing loss to Rockledge stands out, they've got some help on their on their schedule. Certainly, Seabreeze is better than we probably anticipated. Sure. Uh, Melbourne Central Catholic and Moorhaven were both good wins early in the year. Playoff kind of teams uh, at lower classification. So Atlantic is definitely another team that was a, a winner early in this in these uh, rankings. You guys should see his notebook right here. It is unreal. I haven't written that much since grade school. Yeah. Yeah. Who writes it? My hand started cramping even, about, even, about halfway through it. I don't even own a pen. I do own is a hat. Go Chase Elliott. <laughs> I'm wearing this today because, once again, I didn't know we were filming. So that's why I wore a hat to work. Anyway, you mentioned Flag with Palm Coast. That is our premier game of the week. Not just here, but this is one of the best, biggest games in the state. Yeah. They welcome in Seminole, who is one of the top-ranked teams in the state. We have seen Seminole so much that she reminds we'll be living there. They beat Mainland. They beat Deland. They look to make it three wins over Volusia Flagler teams Friday against Flagler and probably a district championship game. They've got a shot at beating five area teams this year. Beat, who else did they beat? Well, they've, they've also got Spruce Creek and University oh, in the last month yeah. of the season. They, they have a chance with to have half of their talking wins. about putting your stamp on yeah, an area coming Holy through cow. coming through this area Tough obviously one. flagler does not want that to happen they will host this game like you mentioned it could very well be the district championship game of course yeah. flagler does have to land later in the year so if, if they win this game they can't necessarily think it's in the bag they've still got a very tough game with Delan later in the year a team that beat them 10 to 3 last season um you know, when it comes to this matchup, certainly the two quarterbacks stand out with Preston Roberts and uh, and Timmy McLean. Flagler also was able to run the ball successfully late, late in that game against St. Augustine. They got a 25-yard touchdown run from Ty Jenkins that ended up being the difference. Um, one thing that catches my eye with Seminole, we saw it a little bit against the mainland game, is when they get close in and when you know when they've got short yardage situations, they go. Uh, very wildcat heavy. They will take Did the same thing against the land. They'll take Timmy McLean, who's arguably their best player, off the field. They'll go with a heavy package. Jordan Smith, who's normally a linebacker, comes in and he runs the ball as a wildcat quarterback. That's how they scored the winning touchdown against Mainland. So that's something that, in addition to guarding McLean, which is a challenge in of itself, that they're going to have to keep an eye on when they when they get down close to the goal line and in short yardage situations. So Flagler's defense will certainly be put to the test. They answered the bell in the second half. They kept St. Augustine off the scoreboard again. They could have got away from them. 
You're going to be at that game, obviously. I don't get any big games. Just kidding. I'm going to be at a big game this week as well. New Smyrna and Seabreeze. Who would have thought this time last year we'd say this was a big game? But yeah. this is a really good game. This is a game that we talked about last thought, week. Who would have thought week one this would have been a big game? Yeah. Remember Seabreeze gave up 63 points in week that one. Game. Yeah. And now here we are. They've won four games, and this is a big opportunity for them. Right now, they're both playoff teams. Yeah. Seabreeze and New Smyrna are both have enough points with the RP or have a ranking high enough in the RPI to where they both be in the playoffs right now. So this is actually a very big game. New Smyrna Beach coming off a win. We didn't pick them last week. They let us know about it, of course. Mm -hmm. Seabreeze coming off a win. They have four wins. I believe a fifth win would give them the most wins since when. Got to be 2013 or 14 at least because they have, I believe they won four times in 2017. And then other than that, it's been a disaster. This is a big game for both teams. Like you said, this could be a playoff game atmosphere. Uh, who do you? Who do we have the feeling here? I I've been thinking about this one. Uh, these teams are really evenly matched. I think so too. I I really don't think the talent disparity is as high as it was no. just two years ago. And remember, Seabreeze won that game, so they they pulled Correct. an upset against New Smyrna uh, just a couple of years ago. I think it was thirteen to ten, something around there, or fourteen to thirteen. So these these teams, I think, are very evenly matched. You've seen. At the best-case scenario, New Smyrna is able to get their running game going with Antonio Muscati. Their defense has been flying around the last two weeks. Nazir Rogers is a, a Navy commit coming off of a four-sack effort last week. Uh, they've taken the ball away a handful of times over. If they protect the football, they feel good about themselves. And for mm -hmm. Seabreeze, they scored in all three phases last week. You know, EJ Williams had a big game defensively. Uh, you know, they've been able to run the ball a number of different ways. Otis Walker didn't really have to do a whole lot against Halifax to so see if he's ready to go. They, they maybe if they rested him up to, to get ready for New Smyrna. But obviously, there's so much riding on this game for both of these teams. Two programs that have kind of had the, had downturns in, in luck, and you know they're, they're, they they think they can get right back to it and you know get into that playoff picture now. To win the district for both those programs, they will have to go through Mainland, yes. which nobody has done in nearly three decades around here. So, to, actually, New Smyrna won the district in 2012. That was the last time that Mainland didn't win its district. So but they haven't missed the 25 playoffs. Twenty-five. Okay, 20, playoffs. Right. Well, never mind. Whatever. God, we make one mistake and whatever. It's live video. We're not recording again. Sue me. <laughs> Speaking of Mainland. They host Fort Pierce Westwood. I've seen Fort Pierce Westwood. I'm from that area. Yeah, tell us about them. I don't know. I haven't seen them in years. <laughs> I haven't been there in three years. Uh, they do see it's where Khalil Mack went to school. I know that. Okay. Uh, if Khalil Mack's playing uh, this week in Mainland's in trouble. I don't think he has any, any eligibility left. But should be a good game. Westwood, uh, uh, improved team. And I think they're riding a pretty decent winning streak right now. Although I could be wrong on that as well. Now, I'm on a roll, so who knows? Uh, yeah, you're right about that. They've won four games in a row. Westwood, has, they've only given up 64 points in their five games this season. They lead their district 11-6A, which also features... Uh, Sebastian River, Okeechobee, Port St. Lucie, those those Oh, you're speaking right to my heart right now. Treasure right, Coast, baby. Right, right in your backyard. Yes. Uh, the big thing with Westwood's the quarterback competition. They've had a couple of guys get some reps. Uh, Jake Montgomery was intercepted twice early last week. They had to come back against Palm Bay. They won 28-24. Uh, Maurice Smith Jr. kind of had the late heroics at the quarterback position. They also sound very excited about a freshman receiver named Vandravius Jacobs who had two touchdowns in that game. This is a game that was added to the schedule because of Hurricane Dorian. Mainland originally was supposed to play uh, 
I'm trying to think of who it was now. They had Bishop Sycamore. That game got canceled for a different reason, but they had another game earlier in the year that was wiped out. Treasure Coast. That's what it was. They were supposed to play Treasure Coast. That would have been really three, good. Game. And that game got canceled. This is the uh, makeup game for that. And they're facing like they're facing an interesting team in Westwood, a team that's certainly got playoff aspirations. And, sure. And we're going to learn if Mainland can get those type, type of wins. Right now, they're outside the playoff race because of their losses to Mainland, or excuse me, to DeLand to Seminole, and last week to Coco. So they've got to start winning these games. Obviously, they are still the front runners in that district because of their history, but you know they're, they're not really giving themselves any margin for error if they happen to slip up in any of those games. Uh, so they've got to try to take care of business. And also seating, I think, is going to be very mm -hmm. important in that region, too. Those are our three big games. Hang on, Spruce Creek and University. We didn't forget you. I don't want to hear about it. That's a big game as well. Yeah. You talk about seatings and playoff games and atmospheres. Does, does this feel like a sort of, I don't want to say an elimination game, but the loser of this one's going to have some legwork to do over the next couple of weeks. I mean, we thought that would delay a couple of weeks That's ago. True. And, 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 look, the Hawks, yeah. and here the Hawks are, right? That's so I, I think... You know, for Spruce Creek, I think definitely this is an opportunity for them to really solidify that case. And University, they've yet to beat a team with a winning record. So this is an opportunity for them to, to, show that the, yep. to, to show that they can go out there and beat a caliber team to get into the postseason mix as well. Um, with Creek, a, a great road trip. They went down to Key West, scored 28 unanswered, won 41-13. They, too, scored in all three phases. You had Sebastian Moran return a kickoff for a touchdown. Marvin Scott scored twice. Nick Cristiano had two touchdowns. They had a three fumble, uh, forced fumbles from Zeke Adkins. They took one of them back for a touchdown. It was Dontavious Kirkland. So lots of guys that contributed to that game, and they really did have an impressive showing. And then they got to go fishing. They got to go deep-sea fishing afterwards, from what I understand. So all systems go. A wonderful trip for them, and we'll see if there's any sort of hangover. With, and if there is, University is going to make them pay. This is, again, a game in Orange City on their home field with the – Excitement with the buzz around it. You know, they, they showed enough against Flagler to, to, to show that they may be dangerous in these type of games against teams that are more, maybe not, maybe more on their talent level. Right. I'd say the gap between University and Creek isn't enormous. So I do think that if they're able to execute, protect the football, and, and not fall into a big hole like they did against Flagler, this could be a very close game. Did you hear that uh, nobody picked Spruce Creek last week? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah weird. Anyway, I, I, I don't know who I'm going to pick this week. That game is one that I'm wrestling with a little bit because I feel like Spruce Creek, I think, would be the favorite, but mm -hmm. also the games at University. And I feel like University has just lacked that signature win, and I think this is their, their best shot at it right here. Right. And, again, their defensive line has played extremely right. well this season. We, we've, we've kind of touched on that. Their, their linebackers are active. Um, they, they run the ball with success, and, and Ethan Lasher can certainly catch sure. you off guard. And, and I think the one thing that caught, that caught me or struck me was when they're able to get those tight end plays down the seam. They really like having tight ends that can get open and go, you know, if they're, they're going to throw it, they're going to try to throw it for 20, 30 yards yeah. a pop. So that, that's, that's exciting to watch as well. Quickly. Uh, Atlantic and Ugali or O'Galley, whoever, mm -hmm. EAU Galley, you guys figure it out. And Taylor and Lopez, a sneaky good football game. So Taylor with an impressive win last week, as was Lopez's. Right, Taylor, let's start there with 3A. So right now, Taylor's on the right side of the bubble. Lopez is just outside of it. And coming off of that great game you were at last week against Lake Weir, yeah. uh, where they 
you know, they were backed up to their own goal line with under a minute to play, or so, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. uh, hopefully for you know, for Lopez, that could certainly be a moment where they turn their season around. It's been up and down. They're three and three coming into the game. Taylor, great effort last week against Interlochen. They had almost 200 yards rushing from Anson Rodriguez with two touchdowns. They forced four fumbles. They had two interceptions defensively, as good as they've played all season long. So that should be a really exciting game. And Atlantic O'Galley in 5A, a massive matchup as well. Both of those teams are in the playoffs right now. O'Galley sitting just in front of Atlantic in the wild card race. They they love to throw it. I'm fascinated to see how they stack up against Atlantic's secondary. They, they could be throwing right into the strength of the Sharks' defense. They've thrown it 150 times this year, run it 109 it's been a great turnaround for the Commodores under Chris Sands. They were a playoff team last year. They're 5-1 and one this season. These are two programs that were kind of dead in the water for, for a number of years. But, you know, the, the coaching turnarounds between Chris Sands there, DJ Mayo at Atlantic, yeah. they've certainly turned these programs into, into real contenders. And if Atlantic gets this win, you look at the way positioned itself really nicely. The way their schedule sets up. I mean, they've, they've certainly got opportunities here to solidify that playoff case and, and make those dreams a reality. Big week. I mean, a really big week. This is the second week of October, and uh, you can just tell. The, the, the intensity's ramping up. There's some big games. FPC and Seminole playing the game of the year, at least in this area, and probably for this part of the state. I mean, it's really a big game. Big game. You're going to be there. I'm going to be at that New Smyrna Seabreeze game. You want to talk about a big game. When are that one's going to have the inside track to a playoff spot? Who thought that two months ago? Um, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow my beard on my Twitter. Maybe I'll post a picture. The Dolphins aren't going to win this week, so it's going to be the next. They have, no, the, they have no. Washington. It's a it's a battle of the winless, or as Ken called it, the battle of the beatens. Well, I'm not going to be here next week anyway. So two weeks from now, it's either going to be gone or it's going to be twice as long. Tune in to find out. Fun Friday night ahead of you. I'm Zach Dean. This is Chris Boyle. We will see you then.